Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about alcohol. And we are specifically talking about can I drink alcohol and still lose weight and gain muscle, plus how to track your alcohol macros and tips for drinking without getting completely off track. And I wanted to lead into today's episode by completely being transparent and sharing my own journey with fitness and alcohol. So six years ago is when I started macro counting. It was after my daughter was born. I'm not going to give you all the story because if you've been a follower and a listener for a while, then you already know the whole story of why I started macro counting. But long story short is I started macro counting six years ago after my daughter was born because I had told myself that I was going to get in the best shape of my life after my second child. And I wanted to try macro counting considering all the research I had done on it and it seemed like something that I could fit in and it was something that was going to get me the results I wanted. I paired that with strength training. A year later, I was in the best shape of my life considering aesthetics. And I say that because I am still in really good physical shape. Actually, I'm probably in better physical shape now than I was back then. But, you know, past two years, my goals and things have changed. I'm more performance-based. I've kind of gotten more into CrossFit, functional fitness, Olympic lifting. So I fuel for performance more than I do for aesthetics. And I work out for performance more than I do for aesthetics. So my body does look different. But when I go back, I think it's a good time to compare or to talk about that part of my life Because I know a lot of you guys that are listening to this are going more for aesthetics. Maybe that whole tone and that body recomp look is what you're going for. And I was at the time too, and I got there. And I got there with alcohol, I want to say. Now, I did not drink every day, but I drank most weekends. And then there was some weekends where I to be completely honest, excessively drank. We had date night, we'd go out, multiple shots, multiple drinks, And I still managed to get into really good shape. I still managed to have six-pack abs. I still managed to um, drop body fat from, you know, lose the baby weight, gain muscle. But one thing, looking back, I would say I probably would have gotten there faster and I probably would have had even better results if I was not drinking. So I wanted to share that with you guys after we go through everything today that to remind you that this is very individualized This is, yes, I can share the science, but I do believe in anecdotal. I believe in how this is going to affect you and you figuring out what is your cutoff level. What is is that tipping point where it's going to be detrimental? It's going to out, the the cons are going to outweigh the pros because I really truly believe there needs to be a balance between our goals, our weight loss goals, aesthetic goals. And how we approach those with a balance of life and still enjoying life and still being able to do the the things that we want to do. And that's going to lead to more sustainable results in the long term. So if you are somebody that does like to enjoy drinks, 
I do want to say that you can still, I truly believe you can still have a few drinks and still get really great results. It's just knowing where is that tipping point where you're going to drink, where it's going to be detrimental. And we're going to talk about today. I'm going to help you figure out what is that cutoff point? What is that tipping point for you? And, you know, you take that into your own context, right? And so with that being said, let's go ahead and let's get started and talk about what are the things that happen whenever we drink and how does alcohol really do affect us when it comes to weight loss and to muscle gains? And so the first thing to really understand is what's happening in your body as you are consuming alcohol. And the bottom line is that alcohol, our body treats it like a poison. Um, we can we can say it however we like, but that's really how it is. So when our body, what our body does when we consume alcohol is it's like red alert goes off. Every, a lot of other bodily functions that are going on kind of get put on hold as your body deals with and processes with alcohol. It's trying to, it wants to get the alcohol out as fast as possible. A couple of those functions that get halted or blunted is burning, uh, burning fat and gaining muscle protein synthesis. Those are two things that are going to get blunted and put on hold when you are drinking because your body has to deal with the calories and the alcohol content first before it can even do those other things. And realizing when we drink those calories, there really are empty calories. There's no nutrition behind them. It's not like you're getting, you know, some type of nutrition from it. You're really not. So taking that in consideration that these are empty calories, it's really easy to overconsume alcohol because it doesn't fill you up. It's not satisfying. It's not like eating protein. It's not like eating a chicken breast. So that's why it's really easy to overconsume alcohol too because you never get that signal that you're full. So pair that, right, <laughs> with what we usually do when we drink. We eat a lot of things we normally don't eat. We eat more junk food. We're more likely to eat processed food and fast food and, and overindulge because of the state that we're in. A lot of it also has to do with like alcohol ready kind of signaling that reward system in your brain. And you're like, you know what? You just kind of go all out. And also your ambition goes down right, because of the alcohol, and you're more likely to make decisions that you just normally don't make on a normal basis. So that's really where the problem starts to unfold, is when we are at the point where alcohol now is affecting how we're eating. And so that is where we can start to really get into some problems when it comes to weight gain, is because not only are we consuming those extra calories, those extra calories that are coming from the food that we're eating or whatever else we're consuming besides the alcohol is more likely to go to fat storage because your body is too busy trying to process the alcohol to use that those calories from the food for energy. So what's it going to do? It's just going to shuffle it off in storage. I'll deal with you later. I can't deal with you right now because I'm dealing with this alcohol. And then think about if you are somebody that likes to drink sugary drinks or maybe you like to add alcohol into some type of fruit juice and think about what's happening. Your body is, it's something that's really high in sugar, right? <laughs> it's easily, it's easy to rack up the calories on those. Your body is more likely to store that as fat 
when it's consumed with alcohol. So really keeping that in mind. That's why I'm saying it's not so black and white about alcohol being bad for us. I mean, it is bad for us, but as it comes to our body goals, it really, like I said, there is a tipping point in realizing where is that tipping point where I'm going overboard. And we're going to talk about in a little bit how to my tips on kind of figuring out how to and you know enjoy some alcohol without getting completely off track. The next thing that we have to think about is not just what happens as we drink the alcohol, right, which we just talked about, but also thinking about the after effect, which is the hangover, right? The hangover binge. How many times have you drank too much the night before? You feel like shit the next day. What kind of food choices do you make? Usually not great. So maybe the night before you had a bunch of junk food, maybe you did a fast food run. What do you want the next day? You just want more of that. And not only that is now you're hungover, so you're on the couch, probably Netflixing it up, and you're moving less. All of that is contributing to extra calories, right? And and more of an increase in um, the energy coming in versus the energy coming out. And then you're more likely to store more calories and that can lead to weight gain, right? In that sense. So understanding how does alcohol affect you? Is Are you somebody that can have a few drinks and you're cool and you don't have to eat the junk food or it doesn't result in the next day of that continuing? Or are you somebody that you go, go over that cutoff and that's what happens and you completely are derailing also at all your hard work during the week because you could easily you know, add back those calories from the week that you were trying hard not to put on, right? On a weekend binge, if it's especially happening in two days, like if it's starting like Friday night, the next day you binge, you're still hungover a little bit Sunday, you still do that. And it's like this whole weekend thing. That guy's just going to add up. So that's the next thing. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, about how it affects you is your sleep. So yes, we think that alcohol helps us go to sleep faster. It does make us go to sleep faster, but it is affecting the quality of our sleep once we go to sleep, especially REM sleep, which is your deep sleep. It's where a lot of repair happens. That's where human growth hormone happens. That's where that that is where you're getting your muscle repair. And then also that human growth hormone helps with fat loss. So if that's being stunted, once again, you know, adding <laughs> adding more, you know, fuel to the fire on why alcohol might not be the best thing, right, for our muscle gains and fat fat uh, loss is because of how it affects our sleep. And not only that is because our sleep is affected, it affects other hormones too. When we do not get enough sleep, our insulin is increased the next day. We have a hormone called ghrelin, which is our hunger horm- hormone, and that is increased the next day. And then we have a a hormone called leptin, which makes us feel full, and that is lowered the next day. So basically, you have a trifecta of three hormones that are setting you up for food cravings, which is another thing that's contributing to the binging. So that is how alcohol can affect you and your weight loss and your muscle gains. So now with that said, let's talk about what are some ways that we could have some alcohol and we could still stay on track? Because 
I know I just expressed a lot of negativity towards alcohol right there, but I really truly believe it has a balance point where you have to figure out what is your tipping point. Because a couple of drinks is not going to completely derail everything. Um, one drink takes about one hour to process. So one, to, you know, you have a couple of drinks, it stunt, it blunts, you know, fat burning and, and protein synthesis for a few hours. Not that big of a deal. You have a binge drinking session and you're drinking, you know, eight, nine, ten or even maybe more than six drinks, and you're blending that on top of it affecting the way that you eat, well, then now we have a problem. So it's finding that balance. And so that's the first thing is figuring out what is your tipping point? How many drinks is your tipping point? And being mindful of that as you drink. The next thing is to avoid sugary drinks, to pick drinks that are not high in fruit juice and and simple sugars, and mixers, those kinds of things, that is going to add up really fast. Also like craft beers, things that aren't light beers, those calories are going to add up really fast. So what I like to drink um, is I like to have something like a vodka and water, and then I can put, what I will do at home, actually what I like to do is vodka, and then it is like a flavored water, and then maybe I'll put like a crystal light in it. I've done that before, and that's worked really well for me. Uh, So I can stay within my macros. Also, I like the Bud Light's uh, seltzers. The seltzers are pretty good when it look when you look at the calorie content, and then also like a light beer. I'll do or I'll do that. So those are kind of the options that I'll rotate through. But trying to be really mindful of that. Sometimes if I'm feeling a little like frisky and we're out, I'll have like some whiskey on the rock, something neat, you know, where there's not a lot of extra crap in it, and it's just the alcohol content, and that is it. So keeping in mind that it matters the the drinks that you're choosing with the outcome right? When it comes to adding up the macros. Another thing is account for those drinks in your daily macros, right? If you are an accounting, if you are accounting for that, then you're going to be okay. You're going to make that work. And like I said, a few drinks is not going to derail you. It's, it's keeping it with check and making sure that we have control over our drinking and our drinking doesn't have control over us. And that's another caveat to, to talk about and just kind of put out there is if you're somebody that is over drinking every weekend to really analyze and think about why am I doing this? Am I trying to escape from something else that's going on in my life, like to just kind of buffer, kind of zone out and not have to deal with that right now? Is something going on? Do I feel like I have to, you know, drink a lot in a social situation because of my anxiety or to fit in? Like really analyzing how your relationship is with alcohol, you know, even on a fundamental level, it, it matters um, and it can really because in the long run, overdoing it can really affect your goals and can affect your emotional life, your relationships, all kinds of things, right? But I'm not here to give you a lecture on that. Let's <laughs> let's get back on track with some tips. And the next thing is I would recommend to eat a high-protein meal before drinking because protein is very satisfying. It'll keep you full. So if you're doing that before you drink, you're less likely to start snacking on crap food as you're drinking. Uh, next thing is to drink plenty of water throughout the day. That goes be beyond sane, right? Because most of why we feel like shit the next day is because we're dehydrated. So if we can not feel like shit the next day, you're probably less likely to binge eat the next day too. So drinking plenty of water, I always recommend a gallon of water for everybody. And then 
you, I would recommend also drinking a glass of water with your, um, as many alcoholic drinks as you drink. So for example, you drink four alcoholic drinks, drinking four glasses of water in between those alcoholic drinks. Another thing I would recommend is not to drink late, which I know is hard because most of the time we're drinking because we're celebrating or things like that. But if you can avoid that so you can go to bed at a decent time, try to keep on your sleep routine, you're more likely to get more better quality sleep. So those are my tips. Now let's talk about how do you even track the alcohol content um, in, or how do you track your macros for alcohol? And it's kind of misleading if you don't fully understand macros it's misleading, and I'll give you a good example, is when you look at a light beer, it'll say, oh, this light beer has like three grams of carbs. It's only three grams of carbs. But then you look at the calorie content and say it's 80 calories. And if you understand macros, then you should be asking, where are the rest of those calories coming from? Because three grams of carbs is 12 calories because three times four is 12 and because there's four calories in every gram of carb. So where are the other calories coming from? And it's from alcohol macros. So alcohol macros is the fourth macronutrient because macronutrients just means that, well, macronutrients are the where the calorie content comes from in food, right? And so that's what makes up the calories. And macro macros, alcohol macros are the fourth macronutrient, and it is seven calories per gram. But we don't have that in MyFitnessPal to track. And we don't allocate our calories for the day to alcohol macros. You just don't do that. But those calories have to be accounted for somewhere. And where you're going to account those calories to is either carbs or fats. I prefer mostly to push them towards carbs because women, it's really important that you're getting in enough fat in your day to for horm- healthy hormone function. So you should be getting at least 20 to 30% of your daily calories coming from fat. So I'd rather you not put all your alcohol uh, calories towards fats, but put it as much as you can to carbs. So that's why I said it's misleading that those light beers, the seltzers, things like that will say only three grams of carbs when really you're going to be allocating those calories somewhere and I recommend allocating those to carbs. So for example, in that, you know, three gram light beer, if it's 80 calories, it's to 80 divided by four, that's 20 grams. So when you are tracking that beer, it actually be 20 grams of carbs. And if you use MyFitnessPal, which is what I recommend, that's the only thing I'm actually familiar with, it's really easy to add that in. You would just go to um, add in a food. If you have the paid version, you could do a quick add, which is really convenient, but it's not necessary. Quick add is just really easy because it'll pop up a box and you just put your calories and your macros and save it and you're done. But you could also just add a food. And it might be a couple extra steps, but it's still uh, very doable and very easy to do if you have the free version and that's how you would add it in. I do not recommend... searching for alcohol in my fitness pal because most of the time it's going to be wrong and you'll look at it a good example would be like that beer light beer i'm talking about you would search for that and you'd probably find it and it would say 80 calories and then it would say just like three grams of carbs and of course there's no fats and there's no protein and it would be like okay well where else is those calories coming from and it can kind of throw you off on your macros so it's better just to allocate those calories to somewhere allocate them to carbs do a quick input or whatever and put it yourself. 
The other thing to think about is when we are doing mixed drinks. That's where it might get a little tricky because then you got to think about things separately. Because the thing is, you are adding a fruit juice, which is not alcohol macros, right? It, it has its own carb content. And so, for example, let's keep this really simple. If you're making a screwdriver, say it's four ounces of orange juice and one ounce of vodka, then you would figure out what is the calories in that one ounce of vodka. You would account that for to carbs, then you would input in four ounces of orange juice. Like you could actually search it or scan the barcode. Um, and then that would be your drink. So that would be how you track your macros for alcohol content. To give you a little example would be, say you have a, I should have looked up how much a shot is of calories. Let's, let's you know what? I have you on here. Let's look it up real quick. I like examples. I think they do well and... Me personally, that's how my brain works. <laughs> so I like to show examples. So let's figure out what is the calories in one shot of vodka. So one ounce vodka calories. There we go. And it is 65 calories. So going back and using that screwdriver example, let's do 65. 65 divided by 4 is 16.2.5, or round it to 16. So that's 16 grams of carbs in that one ounce of vodka. And then you would go and you would search in MyFitnessPal, you know, the four ounces of orange juice and add that in. And so that would be how you would track those macros. Okay. Now let's see. I think I got, I think I went over everything that I wanted to go over when it comes to alcohol. Um, so yeah, so we talked about, you know, alcohol, how it affects your weight loss and your muscle gains, my tips on how to track it, um, and then how to, uh, stay on track, right? So just to kind of go back and come around full circle before I let you go, I just want you guys to keep in mind that this is going to be something that is individualized, like I said, you're going to have to figure out for you where is that tipping point. So figure out where that tipping point is. Get a little honest with yourself. You know, if you have an event or something you are trying to get ready for, then maybe cutting out alcohol for a while is going to be in your best interest, especially if you have a hard time managing food when you drink. So really just keep those things in mind and, you know, do what's best for you. Overall, I can tell you, you know, this or that, but honestly, you know deep down what is going to be the best thing for you. And so listen to that gut instinct. Listen to if you if you feel like you're somebody that, you know, after listening to this episode, you finally realize like, man, I probably should cut back. Like, you know, you maybe started listening to this episode because you were thinking, oh, I'm hope I'm hoping she's going to give me some tips and tricks where I can drink as much as I want still and I'm still going to get great results. And now you're thinking about it and I made you kind of think, about how and why, you know, alcohol, its role that you have with alcohol, how it's affecting you, and you realize, well, shit, <laughs> maybe I am overdoing it. Maybe I do need a cut back. Maybe I am using it as a way to buffer from this or that. Or maybe, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, letting it control me than I'm contr more than I'm controlling it. Then I want to challenge you to give it up for a little bit. I want to challenge you, if you're somebody that feels like you can't moderate it, 
just to see what it's like without it and to see how much is it really affecting you. And sometimes we don't really realize that until we cut something out. Do a little experiment. I always do stuff like this with even myself where I'm always experimenting. How is this going to affect me? Just get, kind of come at it with the curious point of view and not where you're feeling like you're being restricted. Because you know what? You're an adult and you're a grown up and you get to say when and what you have. And so take you know, take back your power. Don't let it be like a thing where it's like, oh man, it's something else I have to restriction. I just can't have it. No, come about it as an empowering way. Like, you know what? I'm going to see how much this really is affecting me and and see, you know, prove to myself that I have more control over this than it has over me. And I stand in this decision and this is what's best for me and stand up for yourself. And if you have any questions about this, I know Going over the macros and the alcohol, if you're not very familiar with macros, might have gotten a little hazy. It might have been a little confusing. So you are more than welcome. Find me on Instagram, Mom is New Strong, or on Facebook, Jessica Nicole May. You can always jump in the Facebook group, which I always recommend, and that's always in the show notes, and you can ask a question in there. I will be ha- more than happy to help you to figure this out for yourself if you are still struggling after today's episode. But for now... Go out there, be the strong mom that near you are, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome I want to share with you. A lot of coaches would make you pay money for this because it's everything you need to get started with macro counting, but I'm giving it away for free. It's my custom macros training. And I did this honestly because I'm just tired of women giving up on macro counting because they got some shitty numbers that were not right for where their metabolism or their goals are right now. And not only is this a one hour deep dive training on how to do your own custom macros, I also talk about the number one mistake women make when trying to lose weight and get toned that is sabotaging their goals, even though they think it's helping them. It also includes how to figure out if your metabolism is slow and what to do about it, no matter what your age is, and the following bonuses of access to my macros calculator spreadsheet and access to my macro counting kickstart guide, which includes my macros for moms method. All of this is free when you join my Facebook group, Macros for Moms, which is in the show notes. Once you hop in there, you can check out the announcement post for more details on how you can get access to the replay of this training.